Hey everyone, welcome back to Going Deep Podcast, episode 11. Uh, This one, I'm going to go ahead and give this disclosure up front. There's a lot to peel back on this one. It's like like an onion or like an ogre. Uh, I knew there was a Shrek reference in there somewhere. Uh, So like I said, episode 11, a lot to digest here. Uh, Henceforth called the drama summer, or if I'm keeping on the friends track, the one with the drama summer. Uh, so I'm going to start lighthearted on this one. Last week, a little bit about C and uh, his kind of uh, questioning on how what kind of shape he would be in coming off the ACL tear. Uh, he posted a photo, and whether this was his intention or not, his quads were on display, and they are something to behold. <laughs> Those things are freaking massive, quadzilla. Uh, so whether that was to put the rest of the NFC East on notice or just Saquon being Saquon, I'm pretty sure the entire NFL is looking at this thinking Saquon is going to be back and he looks from this photo like he could be 100%. So Giants might be the number one contender to the Cowboys. We'll see. I don't, I don't know what uh, what's his name? Nick Sirianni from the Eagles is going to do. And uh, certainly don't know what the Washington football team is going to look like with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But Saquon, if he's healthy, it's an exciting NFL for the NFC East. Uh, In other news, NFL's golden boy, Patrick Mahomes, was interviewed at a charity golf tournament. And he was asked by a couple fans uh, what he thought about Justin Herbert going into year two. And Mahomes, and I'm going to do my best Mahomes impression here, said quote uh yeah i'll believe it when i see it so i think he meant to say seeing is believing uh don't really know why he said it backwards but a lot of people are are looking into this thinking you know is mahomes jabbing at herbert uh i mean mahomes went on the offensive and, and basically just said something like uh yeah you know i'm just just having some fun you know herbie's a good friend of mine you know we are uh you know, we're, we are rivals, but uh, he's a good guy, and, and hopefully I get the MVP again this year. So go buy my Madden cover. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, Herbert, I think, personally, will continue this monumental leap in year two. Uh, I'm kind of over this blind hype for Mahomes that Mahomes can do no wrong. Granted, his tape speaks, uh, speaks for itself. But I just think that as a whole, the Chargers, this might finally be their year to be a true contender uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, Brandon Staley is kind of this X factor that no one really knows about. He, he kind of has that McVay allure that everyone was so excited to, to kind of bring into the NFL when McVay kind of took off. And everyone's been following that blueprint. And, you know, McVay did obviously work with Staley last year with the Rams. So there's that obvious connection there. But like I said, Herbert in year two, I hope sky's the limit and I hope he continues that trajectory. Uh, You know, when I started this, I said that there was a lot of drama to peel back. So I'm going to go least amount of drama to obviously the biggest storyline that everyone's been monitoring for the last couple of days. So today, and of course I filmed this a day earlier. So this is Thursday the 15th. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was apparently punched out by his wife. Uh, the, when the story initially broke, there wasn't too much information saying that 
there was some severe noticeable damage. I looked a little more into this. Uh, it turns out it was actually at the start of July. Haskins and his wife uh, were renewing their wedding vows in Vegas. And apparently Haskins and a group of friends decided to go to a nightclub and not wait for his wife and her friends. So naturally, when she saw him in the hotel room, she punched him out and actually knocked out a tooth. Uh, hotel security got involved. Haskins said that he wanted his wife to be escorted out of the room and out of the hotel. Uh, during the cleanup, the hotel staff did find Haskins' tooth. Uh, rumor has it, it is not going very high on eBay. Kidding, of course, I, I doubt they sold the tooth, but Haskins' uh, career trajectory is obviously not off to a good start. Uh, for those that remember, he did give the, did get the starting nod for the Washington football team. I believe at the time there were still the Redskins. And he completely bombed, totally tanked his opportunity, uh, had you know another chance with Ron Rivera going in there last year, and made nothing of his opportunity, still didn't know his playbook, of course was seen in a strip club during COVID and very strict COVID protocols, and was eventually released. Uh, and I guess very quietly this offseason, he signed with the Steelers. So I can only imagine what that locker room is saying right now about him getting punched out by his wife, who apparently he is still happily with because they shared an Instagram photo uh, showing their their new rings off on this photo. So I guess good for you, Dwayne. Uh, and now the major storyline that everyone's been monitoring for the last 48 hours at least. Uh, I believe it was Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Richard Sherman, all pro corner, you know, all world corner basically was arrested uh, in Washington. And at the time it was for an alleged hit and run uh, in which he then attempted to break into his in-laws house. And initially he was charged with a hit and run burglary, resisting arrest and domestic violence. Uh, for those of you that don't know, those are all felony charges and he was being held without bail. Uh, in the last, I would say, 15, 16 hours, uh, this has developed pretty rapidly. Sherman's wife went on the offensive and, and actually defended Sherman, saying that you know not only is this out of character for him, uh, but you know the family loves him. Uh, we're praying for him. You know he didn't mean it, kind of thing. So there was again a lot of layers to this story. Uh, later, and I believe this was only just a few hours ago. Uh, another judge actually overturned uh, every felony charge and turned them into misdemeanor charges and granted Sherman's release. Uh, so the new charges are criminal trespass with a domestic violence tag attached to that, a malicious mischief, DUI, and resisting arrest. So what we know about this story now with the updates is that Sherman was apparently driving under the influence uh, crashed in some construction site, and a few people reported this to the police. Uh, he then abandoned his car in some kind of empty lot. Obviously, the plates traced back to him. Uh, then the police in that area received a call that Sherman was trying to break into his in-law's home. Now, this video leaked a few hours ago uh, via a ring doorbell of some sort. And, I mean, this video is crazy. Sherman... You look at him, he looks like there's no one home, like subconsciously. 
and he is going full 2013 Legion of Boom on this freaking door. He is diving into this thing head first. He's pounding on it. You hear people screaming inside. Sherman's calling them out. Uh, it's it's unknown who he's actually yelling at. I think at one point he says Ray. So I don't know if that's his father-in-law or or what that whole situation is. Uh, and then towards the end of the video, you do see Sherman noticeably stumble away from the door. So clearly he was under the influence. Again, he was released from jail. Uh, he is currently a free agent. So one would have to assume that this is probably the last that we see of Richard Sherman in an NFL uniform. I don't know many teams, even ones that are real desperate for uh, you know, a lockdown corner, let alone one that's 34, 35 years old at this point. Uh, up to this point, he has been you know, a locker room presence in himself and, and, and very much like a coach on the field. But one would have to assume that without a team, no one wants to take that kind of risk signing somebody like that, especially with the domestic violence charge tacked onto that let alone the DUI, which, I mean, could have easily killed anybody uh, for those that saw that video and how inebriated Richard Sherman truly was. Uh, so something to monitor, obviously, uh, you know, and the NFL released a statement saying that any free agent player is still free to sign with a team. However, they would be investigated uh, under the personal conduct policy. Uh, and last bit of news here, uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously said that he would uh, kind of contemplate his return. So I just wanted to kind of leave you guys uh, just kind of a, a thought that I had. What if Rogers returns? Is it going to be, you know, all kumbaya, everything's fine, thanks for showing up? And then, you know, end of the offseason, we, we go through this whole fiasco again, he wants out? Or does he show up? You know, everyone mends the fences and he is an all pro for the next four years and finishes career at 42, 43 years old and rides off in the sunset in a Green Bay uniform. Or <laughs> round three, does uh, Rodgers not show up? Does he basically re just retire? This whole kind of awkward Calvin Johnson own the rights kind of deal. Jordan Love goes out there. Who knows still if he plays adequate or not. Or does this turn into a repeat of the Brett Favre drama? For those that were unaware, Brett Favre, uh, you know, there was a lot of misconception that Favre had uh, tried to retire but then come back. When you dig deeper into that storyline, Favre was essentially forced out by both Ted Thompson and the fan base at the time. Uh, he was only 37 years old. Uh, Ted Thompson knew that he had a young Aaron Rodgers waiting in the wings. Uh, he had, a, you know, he sat his four years like most rookies would, and Ted Thompson felt that it was Aaron Rodgers' turn to take over the mantle. Now, the problem here was this was not conveyed to Favre allegedly that uh, there was to be this kind of passing of the torch. So when Favre kind of put his foot down and and you know, at the time was uh, more than than deserving of that right. Instead of having a healthy quarterback competition, which I think we would have now just about anywhere, uh, they pretty much expected him to just give up his, his seat in the driver's seat. So Favre instead retired, 
Obviously, everyone knows what happens next. He came back. Uh, it got really messy. He then signed with the Jets for a year, which he probably never should have, and then eventually came back as a Minnesota Viking, which he knew he would play the uh, the, the Packers twice a year. Uh, he annihilated them the first game, won the second game in Lambeau, and then when he came back a year later, he was booed. He lost both games to to Rodgers, who eventually went on to become the MVP and the All-Pro that we have now grown to love and respect. Uh, So it's kind of interesting that this parallel exists between the two quarterbacks. You know, Rodgers being someone that was in that situation, it's weird that he's doing it, either inadvertently or not, to Jordan Love. By all accounts, Rodgers loves Love. You know, no, no pun intended there, but Rodgers loves Jordan Love. And uh, he says that he's not trying to pressure him. He says they have a good relationship. But if I were Jordan Love and I'm taking all these offseason snaps and I'm building rapport with guys like Adams and Lazard and Jones and all these guys and Aaron Rodgers is sitting there in Hawaii, oh, thanks for keeping my seat warm. I'm back. I'd be kind of, you know, PO'd. I think a lot of guys would. I, I think the offensive line at some point is going to get a little PO'd and be like, hey, man, you know, we we uh, we sacrificed a lot. We missed our families. We gave blood, sweat, and tears. You know, it's it's this whole situation where if he – if Rodgers does not show up on July 27th, what does that say about the franchise? And what does that say if, you know, he decides to show up Say August first. What what does Green Bay do at that point? You can't just pull the job away from Jordan Love, and so it it kind of brings this debate of how big is Rogers' ego, and and Nate Burleson on Good Morning Football called Rogers out for this uh, sometime last week, and you know some people were were in Nate's face about this, but I actually agree as a Packer fan, I do agree. How big does your ego need to be to kind of do this to your fan base, to your team, and to your predecessor. Uh, so, again, I leave you guys with that. Hit me on Twitter, at Mark Breeskies. Use the hashtag Going Deep Podcast. Let me know what you guys think. And uh, if you want to talk more about this Richard Sherman thing, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more unfolding. I'm sure there's going to be more about this Dwayne Haskins thing unfolding. Uh, there's probably going to be some player movements coming up because I know the uh, franchise tag deadline, I think just passed today and uh, guys like Allen Robinson are not going to get a long-term deal. It looks like Uh, there was a few more players. So that's probably what I'll talk about next week with the the franchise tag and everything else. And I'm sure there's going to be a few players that are going to get extensions between now and training camp. But until then, going deep.